Welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I am your host, Liz. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Marcus. Today, we are talking about Dinamite. Yes. Yes. And they hyped up this big extension going over like a half hour over. And I joked. I joked with you. Oh, they probably put that on just for Kazinina Ray. No, it turns out that might have actually been why. Wait, what? What? What do you what do you mean by that might have actually been why? The 30 minutes because they didn't want to cut anything off. They didn't want to be scrapped for time and have people pissed about cutting Kazenina Ray. So they gave an extra gotcha. half hour just in case. Maybe then. You never know. I mean, I, I really expected them to, at the very least, go off by, like, 10.15. Yeah, it ended right on the dot, right on the money. Yeah. I even thought that maybe it'd last longer, because, like, maybe, like, Jay Lethal was going to do something, or... Yeah. Uh, but we got the debut of Satnam Singh. It looked like it was going to be dramatic. It looked like it was going to be, you know, somebody big, some some name everyone knows and and when satnam singh came out when uh, after the lights went out i was i didn't know who it was um i remember seeing the graphic though the satnam singh is all elite graphic like months ago um but then i went to twitter a lot of other people like thought it was stupid too yeah it was especially because like the way like it was such a big match and everyone was like hyping that match up that mm-hmm. this was kind of like a all right sure kind of ending yeah yeah i i thought um it like i was expecting uh maybe somebody from new japan that's siding with jay lethal because you know suzuki or someone from dbt yeah. No, it was just Satnam Singh. With, and with Takashita coming over from DDT. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Brooks, too. Mm. So many options. And yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't say it was a bad episode, though. It was very great, um, especially with much less uh, talk segments leaving it all to the wrestling which is what wrestling programs should be in my opinion yeah i think that it was a little intense mm-hmm. match wise like there were some matches that just were not all there yeah yeah i, I don't know i kind of enjoyed all of them um, I'm trying to see if there were, like, what was my least favorite? I wouldn't say there was anything worse than decent. Yeah. I mean, my least favorite was, was, uh, the JAS and Jared, uh, Kingston and PNP. But even that was kind of fun. I hate to say it. The Marina Sky Blue match was not. 
I think that was just because the crowd was like dead silent. The same thing happened with Tony. Well, the Storm. crowd, yeah, the crowd fucking ruined it. But on top of that, also, it was just like there were there were a couple moments for a two minute match. There was like one big botch that like kind of was like a massive fumble, What's that? and it just yeah. Um, Marina was like supposed to like grab Sky Blue by the. It was like when she was like kind of like staring out into the baddie section, and Sky Blue came up behind her. And then, like, Marina, like, went down to the leg, but, like, Sky Blue didn't fall quite right. That, like, there was no real room to execute a move. Mm-hmm. It was just... Hmm. For what it was, it was fine, because it was a two-minute match, and it was just supposed to put Marina over in the sense that she's a bad bitch, mm-hmm. which, f- fair. Um, I will be the last person to deny that. But I just thought that the match was not... All there. I think it accomplished what it needed to, but it, it definitely makes me excited for Jade versus Marina. Which Yeah, no, absolutely. I one hundred percent guarantee the crowd will be cheering for Jade. Right, which at least the crowd will be cheering. Yeah. Um yeah, pretty pretty fun episode. Um a lot of matches to go through. Uh didn't think just two hours of dynamite we would see seven matches a lot of which were decent lengths Um, yeah i don't know how they fit all the time in there yeah uh so let me give a quick nutshell of everything oh before i do that um this sunday we'll be doing uh, our pay-per-view in wwe 2k22 which is money in the bank big first pay-per-view of the series uh, but before that, on Saturday, we'll be uh, for our weekend show. We'll be covering New Japan Pro Wrestling's Windy City Riot. It was either that or Battle of the Belts, and Liz wanted to do Windy City Riot. We have successfully made it so that we cannot have plans at all this weekend. We could what? We cannot have plans at all this weekend. Yeah, it's fine. Um, when when is uh, Windy City right? What time is that? I imagine at eight, but let's see. I know it's on Fight TV. Like it's not on New Japan World. If I could type, I would absolutely be here to tell you. It won't, um, won't do that. I'll I'll start the nutshell. Yeah, go for it, bud. Um, so we started off with CM Punk versus Penta Oscuro. Great opening match. Uh, then we had Red Dragon versus Jurassic Express for the tag belts. Um, we had MJF versus Sean Dean, um, which you know, was very short. Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society versus Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. Uh, Marina Shafir versus Sky Blue. Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks for Shane Strickland, Swerve Strickland, and Keith Lee. Excellent match. Uh, then finally we had Samoa Joe versus Minoru Suzuki, which featured the debut of Satnam Singh. I I cannot tell you how, what time this starts. Really? Yeah. It li- like there's literally no information. Okay. Okay. Or what what side are you on? I have checked multiple sides. Okay. Um 
You can check because I know if I if I look anything up on my laptop right now, it will combust. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got no clue when it starts. Ooh, th- wait, they announced some more matches for Collision in Philadelphia. Uh, Tanahashi versus Chris Dickinson. Uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Tony Deppen. Yuya Uemura versus Killer Cross. And LA Dojo, uh, uh, Alex Coughlin, Kevin Knight, and the DKC versus JR Kratos, Royce Isaacs, and Jarrell Nelson. Sorry, I'm going to get to see Tanahashi. I'm gonna fucking explode. 8 p.m., yeah. Yep. Alright, so that'll be a late stream for us. Uh, But it'll be fun. It's either that or Battle of the Belts, which I think they're both at the same time. They are. I don't know how long Battle of the Belts is, though. Might be two hours, if even. Um, all right, so you want to go over some news? Yeah, we can go over some news. Um, oh, God, no, 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 no. Don't mind me. All right, quite a bit of news. Um, let's start with some WWE news, and let's also start with Elizabeth opening up Twitter on her phone so she can look at the news. Um, so first piece of WWE news, and I just thought this was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently there were scrapped plans for a, a huge wrestling match. Um, with they were, there were plans for Aaron Rodgers and Pat McAfee to wrestle Adam Cole and I guess his pick of Undisputed Era. Oh, so this was a while ago. Yeah. Um, apparently this was around, obviously, the time of, like, when this when they did, originally did the Pat McAfee-Adam Cole match. Mm-hmm. Which I just thought that was crazy. Yeah. I could see um, why, they did, why they didn't go with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, well... Um, also, as we found out last night, um, and we just didn't get to talk about it really, uh, Tyler Bate, no, not Tyler Bate, who am I thinking of? Who is it? It's the one with the name that, um, no, what's his, oh my God, he's coming, he's coming from NXT UK to NXT 2.0. Nathan Frazier, I, I wanted to say Tyler. He looks like a Tyler. Um, but yeah, Nathan Frazier is coming to NXT 2.0, and it seems like it is full-time, forever, because he said he's got a one-way ticket. Good for him. Hopefully he ends up not like Kushida and actually stays on 2.0 instead of just becoming a level-up fodder. Yeah, fucking hope. Um, also, Roxy got a new name. I believe it is Roxanne Perez. Is that what it is? You told me about this. Yeah, Roxanne Perez. It's a pretty good name. It's not bad. It's not stupid. Um, and I don't see why it had to be changed, but... 
it, it's they're they're changing everyone's names because they don't want them to go back to the indies with their with the mm. name they gained popularity with. Yeah. Um. That's fair. But uh, she could still keep the rock lock and all of her other rock moves. Maybe there'll be rocks mm. now instead. Maybe rocks locks. Rocks plex. Uh, there, there you go. That's a good one. Uh, rocks DT or yeah, rocks DT. Um. Uh. Spine Roxer. Yep. There we go. <laughs> That's the one. Michinoku Roxer. Okay. Um. Before we spend all night doing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh Liv Morgan, uh I think we talked about this, but not in not to its finality. Um uh, Liv Morgan uh decided to auction off the whip that she had or used um for WrestleMania. And she said that she used it on a couple of secret people. There were some pictures of her using on Kayla and Johnny Knoxville. And she was auctioning it off, and I was like, okay, I'll probably go for like a couple thousand, maybe. It went for $10,671.99. God. I don't want to know what that whip is going to be used for. Yeah, I don't want to think about it. Um, all right, let's talk about some outside of AEW news, because there's a lot of that. Um... Apparently, Shinjiro Otani is um, going to undergo surgery for uh, the injury to his spinal cord. Apparently, it's to prevent it from happening ever again. I mean, I guess this means that he's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay, the surgery is going to be performed to f- prevent future deterioration. Right. Um, I don't know what that means as far as his current status. Mm-hmm. Um, but God, I hope he's okay. Yeah, me too. Just really fucking upsetting. Um, let's stay in Japan for a second here. Uh, Chris Dickinson is going to New Japan. Woo! Um, we talked about that briefly last night, I believe, but I'm super excited. I think this is going to be awesome for him. I'm hoping it's New Japan Prime because he would do great there. And and New Japan, yeah, he really would. New Japan Prime needs uh, more foreigners, I think. Yeah. New names. Yeah. I think it, I it, I would imagine it is New Japan Prime only because like they they were just talking about how they're getting like um, people's visas ready and stuff like that, mm. so. Well, maybe his um, match against Tanahashi is kind of like a starter. Oh, maybe. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Tony Deppin's fighting Tanahashi. Yeah, I was going to say, I yeah, I didn't think that you said Chris Dickinson for that. Who's Dickinson fighting? Who did I say he's fighting? Um, I don't think you said any matches oh, no, for no, no, Dickinson no. for play. Tanahashi is fighting Dickinson. Suzuki's fighting Tony a- Deppin. At, at Collision in Philadelphia. Oh, so you fucked it up. What did I say? You said that Tana's fighting Tony Deppin, I believe. I think you said that. I don't know. We have no record to roll it back, so. People can clip it. Um, also, I've got a little bit of news about uh, a free agent. 
Okay, well, uh, let me get through my Japanese news. Okay. Um, speaking of Japan, um, apparently a it looks like um, Kanosuke Takashita is going to be joining AW. Um, as it was put by, I believe, Dave Meltzer, months and months, which doesn't sound like full time, but it sounds like a long time. Mm. Like a long-term storyline. Yeah, which I'm excited to see how he fits into things. Yeah. Um, and then staying in Japanese wrestling, but not staying in Japan, um, Wheeler Yuta is going to be fighting a dark match at Windy City Riot, so we will not see it, but we can know that it's happening. Yeah. Um, he and Rocky Romero are going to team up and fight Kevin Knight and the DKC from LA Dojo. Little does uh, Rocky Romero know that Wheeler Yu is no longer in chaos. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I, um, uh, I don't know if you're going to do this New Japan news, but about Juice. Uh, that was my next piece of news. Oh, perfect, okay. Um, yeah, so Juice Robinson basically said that he, as he put it, doesn't have the urge to wrestle anymore. Um, he said specifically, I don't really have anybody that I want to wrestle. I just don't have the urge to wrestle really anymore. Um, and he said that he um, doesn't have any plans to travel back to Japan. Um, his contract ends April 30th, um, and he's not going to wrestle underneath Japan anymore. Um, and I guess... Um, I'm trying to read this quote, but I, I'm just not understanding it. Um, he said two things happened because um, Strong kind of took off and we were needed. He said two things happened. We did ask to not be going any longer, but then we were needed for Strong because you need Jay White and guys to fill up the show. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Um, it's kind of sad. I hate to hear a wrestler say that because like it's like there's so many cool wrestlers right now yeah he also like half jokingly said uh he'd make a good house husband for tony yeah i know but like that doesn't change the fact that it's just kind of sad uh, i know but i was just adding that yeah um i don't know I uh, I guess at the end of the day, as long as he's happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that's all my Japanese news. I still have um some GCW news and some Impact news. Um. I don't know what your piece of news is though. Really quick. Uh, Cesaro changed his name from on Instagram from Claudio Castagnoli to. Audio Cesaro, C S R O. So it looks like he's preparing some branding or whatever run he's going on, whether it's back in WWE or uh, where where else? AW, Impact, New Japan, whatever. Indies. Looks like he's gearing up. Cool. I've been missing him, actually, so that'd be awesome. 
That's who I thought was uh, gonna come out when the lights came off. I was oh, like, is this I didn't even think about that. Mm. Didn't even think about that. My God, that'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. Um. All right. So the Good Brothers apparently their contract with Impact is expiring this summer. Thank God. Um, they still might renew. It doesn't really. Who's to say? Um, but their deals will be up on July seventeenth. So. Will we be free of them? Who knows? Um, finally, so a little bit of GCW news. Um, first of all, Johnny Gargano teased a match with Blake Christian um, at GCW. He said that he would... Um, he said that um, he knows Blake and that... Um, he would like to take him on in GCW. And then Brett Lauderdale responded to that quote, um, basically saying like, come through. So that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in my final piece of news, also about Blake Christian, um, Blake Christian wants to challenge Moxley for the GCW world title, which if there were anybody who were going to get that title at this point, I would not be shocked if it were Blake Christian. Yeah. By any means. Yeah. But that is all I've got today. All right. Um, so let's get into today's recap. Dub Dynamite. So... I wonder how long before you change the sign. <laughs> uh, so we started off with CM Punk versus Penta Oscuro. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, fun little match. Um, so we start with some chops. We get an ankle lock on Punk. Um, Punk flings Penta into the corner vis-a-vis that. Um, Punk then dives out onto Penta. Um, eventually Penta gets, uh, put up top. Punk goes for a Hurricane Rana and s- slips, and then it acts as though, like, his knee is just bungled up. Um, and Penta's, like, kind of told, like, stay back. Don't go near him right now. He's injured. Um, but Penta just decides to beat the shit out of him. Um, eventually, though, Punk does get the Hurricane Rana off the top rope, um, successfully to Penta. Um, and you really have to think that sooner or later Penta has to understand that he's got to stop letting Punk up there, um, up top, because it just, every time it does not work out for Penta. Um, Punk goes for the GTS, but Penta gets free. Um, he tries to break Punk's arm, um, but Punk, uh, wriggles out, gets the Anaconda device on Penta, who eventually reaches the ropes. Um, we kind of reset. Um, there's some exchange chops. Uh, Penta nearly gets the fear factor on the apron. Um, Punk nearly gets a pile driver to Penta on the apron. Um, nobody gets what they want. Um, back in the ring, we get a flying clothesline to Penta and a running knee strike before a short arm clothesline. Still, we can't get the GTS. We still can't get the fear factor. Um, Penta hits an Enziguri to Punk. Um, then we get like a couple like funky little roll-ups before a super kick like misaligns the jaw of punk um but 
Penta goes flying, gets caught in midair, gets hit with the GTS for Punk to win. Yeah. Yeah. It was very fun, and um, when Punk slipped on the turnbuckle, he, he did a good job making it look like it, he was just selling a knee injury. Mm-hmm. And which is just really good thinking, quick thinking on his part. Um, but yeah. Then, uh, yeah. Um, oh, I was just gonna say that I, I, I genuinely believe for a second that he was like actually injured. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we get, uh, Jericho Appreciation Society arriving in a jet. Um, Jericho says, JAS has arrived in New Orleans. Only the best for the biggest names in AEW. But then Eddie and Santana Ortiz drive in. And Eddie says, I told you, on site. They drive away and just drop 2.0 off there. And uh, uh, Angelo Parker is missing his shoes. And they're, they both have uh, injured thumbs. So then we have uh, Red Dragon versus Jurassic Express for the AEW Tag Team titles. Yee yee. Um, God, this was a match. Um, this was a frustrating match, actually, for me personally. Um, and, well, we'll get into it. We start with Jungle Boy, we start with Bobby. Um, Jungle Boy just kind of does what Jungle Boy does best, which is a lot of kicks, a lot of strikes, um, until Bobby just tosses him in the corner, um, gets Kyle in. Kyle gets then driven into the corner, um, and the, the Jungle Express corner. Luchasaurus tags in. Um, then Jungle Express um, double, t- double team Kyle. Um, we then have like several punches to Kyle, but Kyle ends up getting a dragon screw to Luchasaurus. Um, he gets Bobby in. Bobby manages a few strikes to Luchasaurus's leg, hits him with a dragon screw ringside. Um, and then I scroll out of my notes. <laughs> uh, we get some rapid tags between Kyle and Bobby. Until Luchasaurus kicks Kyle away, strikes Bobby on the apron, hits a knee to the face of Kyle. Jungle Boy dives out onto Bobby and Kyle. Um, and by that, I mean he like dives out onto Bobby and then Kyle. Um, he goes for a third, but Red Dragon evade that, only to be moonsaulted onto by Luchasaurus. Um, later on, we get a Dragon Screw 2 Jungle Boy from Kyle after Bobby distracts him. Kyle slams Jungle Boy arm first into the apron and then back in the ring. Um, hits him with a cross arm breaker, but can't get it locked in um, until Jungle Boy finally manages to get free. Um, then it kind of breaks down. It's just um, Luchasaurus versus both of Red Dragon. Luchasaurus splashes uh, Bobby and Kyle in opposite corners, avoids Kyle um, going for a big kick, um, causing Kyle to kick Bobby. Uh, we then get a double choke slam. Bobby takes Jungle Boy out um, as Luchasaurus goes to tag out. Kyle then hits him, hits Luchasaurus with a chop block before getting Bobby in. Doesn't fucking matter. Jungle Boy kicks Kyle on the um, on the apron, um, and then they do like their fancy little like Luchasaurus holds on to Bobby, and Jungle Boy goes off the top rope with a flying elbow. Um, however, Kyle gets the butterfly suplex, um, and then a cool like German suplex where like Bobby 
sends Jungle Boy into Kyle's arms. Kyle goes back with the German suplex. It's really interesting. Um, and then right into the cross arm breaker, but Jungle Boy gets to the rope despite Kyle's best efforts. We then go up top. Jungle Boy fights uh, back, but Bobby holds him um, until Luchasaurus kicks Bobby. Jungle Boy then wants the Doomsday advice, but Bobby kicks him off the top. Then Kyle gets a guillotine on Luchasaurus. Bobby hits Jungle Boy with uh, an avalanche falcon arrow over that. That was insane. That was bonkers. Um, Luchasaurus then, however, tosses Kyle into Bobby's cover. Um, Kyle and Luchasaurus exchange strikes for a little while. They take everyone takes turns on each other until we get a tail whip from Luchasaurus and then the Jurassic Express to win. And we still have Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus as our tag champions, and I'm just so bored of them. However, FTR, they come out, and they make a claim for the titles. Red Dragon kind of confront them for the Ring of Honor belt, but they're like, no, 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 no. We came, we came for those guys. Not totally true, because Dax definitely does entertain fighting Bobby no, he on the ramp. I, I was watching him specifically. He tries to push him aside, but Bobby starts shoving back, and so Dax just pushed him. I love that, though. Um, either way, FTR versus Red Dragon, FTR versus uh, Jungle, Jungle Boys, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Both those are going to be insane matches. And yeah. maybe FTR two-time AW Tag Team Champs. Two-time. Who do you think is... Uh, you, think the, you think they're going to lose the Ring of Honor belts to Red Dragon? I think they're holding on to them. Um, that match hasn't been announced yet, right? Right, but it seems likely. Imminent. Yeah. Um, I don't... Pardon me. Um, I don't think that they'll lose it to Red Dragon, but I think it'll be a sick match. Yeah. Um, and the only reason why I don't think that they'll lose it is because it was a really hard one battle. Mm-hmm. So it would seem very like shitty if they were just like, oh fuck, oh, whoopsies. What tails are gone? What other tag teams does Ring of Honor? Ha- I guess it's like whatever AEW has, but. Because I, I don't think they have OGK. I think OGK is 100% impact right now. Um, right. The Briscoes, I don't know where they're headed. Whether they're staying with Ring of Honor or going to impact. Actually, maybe I don't think they're going to impact, actually. But I, I it seems unclear where they are. Um... I, I don't really know what other tag teams Ring of Honor. The Ass Boys. Um, potentially Danielson and Mox. Them I could see doing Ring of Honor stuff. It's like like teams like Private Party, Gun Club, the, those kind of teams I don't see doing Ring of Honor stuff too. Or at least big, being big names over there. Um, I don't know. Maybe they'll do like, uh, maybe they'll do Kings of the Black Throne. Yeah. It's Brody. I don't know. 
I, I'm excited to see how the whole roster of Ring of Honor pans out. Um, yeah, I'm interested because I, I know that like I, I think Willow said that she is no like she's not really clear where she is right now. Yeah, she's got to be a full time sign by AEW or Ring of Honor because she is she's a, something special. Um, all right, so then we get an interview with Blackpool Combat Club, and Regal says, uh, "How how much more happy could I be? I'm surrounded with three gentlemen." BCC Blackpool Combat Club. Um, Danielson says, "Why do you think we're fired up? Yuta, for the first time, is fighting with us. The three of us are gonna fight Gun Club." Uh, Mox says, "I don't know Gun Club, but I know I don't like Gun Club. We plan on breaking those faces open. Time to get mean, Wheeler." And Wheeler Yuta says, "On Friday, the real work begins." I'm excited to see how we can transition to being angry and ferocious. We saw it in the match, but we haven't really seen it in his promos. So, I wonder how. I don't know. I'm interested, though. Um, this is one of those little things that's like kind of keeping me on like my edge of my seat. I'm like, give me a crumb. Yeah. I'll take anything. Um... So then we get an interview with Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter. Jamie says, I'm so glad Tony signed up for this match. Uh, I want this match because uh, I should explain. Tony Schiavone said that Tony Khan signed Tony Storm. There's too many Tonys. Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter for the first round of the Owen Hart Cup um, just to give the fans what they want. And so, yeah, Jamie says, I'm so glad Tony signed up for this match. I want this match more than the fans want this. We have so many similarities, but this is my crowning moment in AEW. I'm going to win, and I'm going to break your face. And Tony just walks away. And then we get MJF versus Sean Dean. Which was not much of a match. Yeah. Um... MJF starts off by pretending that he can zip his coat. And, like, the bit goes on for, like, a little while longer than I think it should have. Um, he th does this to lure Sean Dean in, tax him. Um, but then the camera, like, we, we get, like, a cut to, like, backstage. And there's uh, three men from security laid out. One guy's missing his shirt. And it's like, ooh, what happened here? Um, and MJF is distracted by this. He tosses Dean from the ring and then vamps for a little while against the barricade. And some security man with a face mask comes up behind him. And who is it but Wardlow? Um, Wardlow then chases MJF um, through and over the ring um, until MJF stumbles up the ramp. And then um, Sean Spears hits Wardlow with a chair where Wardlow just kind of like turns around and is like, oh, okay. Um, completely no sells it. And then Wardlow threatens to powerbomb him, but security come out and Wardlow decimates like 90% of them. Um, a bunch of indie wrestlers got a sweet little paycheck today, so good for them. Uh, must be nice to just be fucking tossed like a little sack of potatoes by Wardlow. Yeah. Um, and then MJF is counted out. And yeah. he loses the match. He MJF tried. He got on the mic, uh, and he said, "Bryce, please, whatever they are paying you, I'll pay you thirty times that or triple that, whatever." 
Um, and Bryce is like, eh, 10. Uh, so yeah. And then that gives a big old laugh to Wardlow. And then after the match, Wardlow says he's not stopping till he gets released from his contract. Um, then we get a promo with Darby Allen. He's just skateboarding through the street. Almost hits a car. Um, if I were that driver, I would have been so fucking pissed. I'd be like, dude, get the fuck away from me. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, but there's like a, there's like a, a cough, kind of coffin thing. It's like a wire like a frame of a coffin. Yeah. Uh, and Darby says, Andrade, I'm going to put a nail in this whole thing. Coffin match. Is that going to be Darby's thing? Like, is that going to be yeah. his stipulation? Like his fight pit? He's got the... can't believe we're never getting another fight pit. Thatcher should bring the fight pit to, like, New Japan or GCW. Next blood sport, I want fight pit with Thatcher. There we go. Can't really do it with... I guess you could do it with fans. I guess you could. Yeah, you can do it with fans. Yeah. The question is more so... Can you do it in blood sport? Because the whole point of blood sport is that there's no ropes or barrier yeah i mean you, they, and fight pit is quite literally a massive barrier i know there was one gcw show where they had a cage so gcw could do it yeah but that cage took like a while to set up and brett lauderdale was pissed off yeah yeah so i don't know if they could handle setting up an entire fight pit um but the last coffin match we got against ethan page that was a lot of fun so and that wasn't bad. I'm sure after what Andrade showed against Cody, um, I'm sure this this will be a lot of fun. And that's happening next week, I think. Yeah. So next we had a House of Black promo. And I couldn't hear some of this promo. Because somebody wanted to yell a baseball as, as Malachi was talking. <laughs> Listen, it wouldn't be... I wouldn't have been yelling... If Guerrero Jr. wasn't running down the base path like he was owed something, he's n <laughs> he just the ball wasn't even in play. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm fine. We lost anyway, so what the fuck does it matter? I, I'm fine. I hope everyone knows that Liz isn't putting on a show. She's not doing a bit. This is Liz every day when baseball's on. This isn't a bit. I'm fine. Um, so Malachi says, Tell me, Fuego, were your hopes and dreams still the same as when you were a child? If we were to cut open my neck and you were to rip open my throat, you would find a dark abyss of razor blades. Yeah. Yeah, he said that. Weird. Malachi, no offense. I think that's a medical issue. <laughs> it's, it's a metaphor for blading. He blades at the throat. Oh no, Malachi! <laughs> Maybe you'll learn to appreciate a fan base that adores because the house wanted it so. I want you to be afraid of the shadows. Which, I mean, I kind of get it. I kind of get what he's saying. Saying, we made you, we made, we, we wanted the crowd to cheer you on. 
and applaud you because when they aren't, you'll be afraid of it. Um, so then we get Jericho Appreciation Society versus Eddie Kingston, Santana, Santana and Ortiz. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways. Um, we start with Santana and Jericho. Santana punches Jericho after Jericho fucks around for a little bit. Just like kind of jumping at him like he's gonna like startle him doesn't work because i think the overarching theme of jericho appreciation society is that they're shit mm -hmm. like they can't do anything without cheating which all right sure aw needed a house of torture why not um so we get some overhead punches to Jericho before uh, Santana flings him into the corner, uh, chops him, we get a ground and pound, uh, and then it just breaks down. Um, everybody's fighting everybody. Um, they pair off. Um, Santana chases Jericho as this happens. They get back in the ring, and I kind of thought, oh, like this is where Jericho like, gets on top and like hits him with a clothesline, but he doesn't. Santana hits Jericho with some forearms. Um, Jericho gets put in the corner and splashed before Eddie slams him into the ground. Um, this gets Ortiz in, and then Eddie, for absolutely no reason whatsoever, <laughs> hops off the apron, unprovoked, goes around the ring, and just pulls Daniel Garcia off the apron. Nobody was going to tag him. There was no like defensive maneuver here. It was just Eddie Kingston being Eddie Kingston. I loved it. Eddie's whole fuck Daniel Garcia storyline that's been going on for months now has been a shining light. It this. really has been. Um, Hager ends up getting in, and Hager during this whole like beatdown of Garcia, Hager's just standing on the apron like, hmm. I was like, yeah, I also wouldn't want to fight Eddie Kingston. Mm -hmm. Um, so we get a drop kick to the knee of Hager. Ortiz, however, is like more resilient than Hager, but Hager's stronger than him. So Ortiz keeps getting like hit, keeps getting up, but Hager keeps hitting him. Um. He then drops Ortiz. Um, Ortiz, however, manages to clobber Jericho with a clothesline. Um, but Garcia gets in before Ortiz can tag out. Um, however, Ortiz kind of fucks around a bit, gets Eddie in, and then Eddie's taking on all of Jericho Appreciation Society. We get an security to Hager and then a butterfly suplex to Garcia. Santana gets back in, um, hits the three amigos, hits the frog splash. Um, and Eddie guards the ring while Ortiz and Santana go for the street sweeper. Um, however, he kind of misses the fact that Jericho is also there. Um, and Jericho comes in. They throw Garcia into Jericho. And then Angelo and Matt come out. Ortiz wipes them out with a dive. Then Eddie and Garcia are going at each other, but Eddie's just kind of slapping him. Um, he gets an explorer suplex. He wants the back fist, can't get it, goes against the ropes on like a rebound. Jericho hits him in the back with like a fucking pipe. Um, and this gets Garcia the win. You want to know a fun little tidbit about tonight's AEW? Yes. So apparently a certain former WWE backstage official was there. Mr. Pat Buck. 
And he was there last week, according to sources in AEW. Traitor. Ooh. Um, um, a lot of it probably, because I know um, the reasoning Pat Buck left was because uh, some people felt that he had accomplished everything he wanted to after producing Reigns and Lesnar and, and Ronda and Charlotte. Um, and plus, AEW's schedule will be more amenable to him being able to focus on his family, which is yeah he gave. Yeah, I remember him saying that, like, he's like, yeah, I don't really know what else there is for me to do here. Yeah. And I was like, God, I wish I felt that way about a job. Jesus. Yeah. Um, so then we had an interview with MJF and Sean Dean, or Sean Spears. Um, MJF says, people have forgotten who the hell MJF is. You want to laugh? It's so funny what happened to MJF tonight. I don't need your godforsaken sympathy. I have money. And uh, Mark Sterling says MJF has the unfettered right to book Wardlow against anyone he wishes. Uh, MJF says, no more showing up to the arena and doing nothing. I'm putting you to work, Piggy. And what's best for a Piggy? A butcher. And Butcher walks in. With uh, Jose, the accountant. So, a little partnership once again. And uh, Butcher versus Wardlow was announced for next week. Yeah. So now we have Marina Shafir versus Sky Blue. Um, yeah. Uh, Marina just kind of drops her, gets a hammer fist to um, her throat. Um, and then we get like a, an arm catch overhead throw to Blue. Marina vamps for a bit, gets caught by Sky Blue. She wrestles free of whatever Sky Blue attempted on her. Um, and then just throws Sky Blue in the nastiest little triangle hold I've seen a minute. Um, which taps Sky Blue out immediately. And I have like one qualm here that is not like based on the actual mm -hmm. artistry of the match. And it's just that this was the only women's match that we had tonight. Yeah. And half of the focus of this women's match was not on the match itself. Right. Which rubs me the wrong way. Baddie section. The baddie section and Jade. And it's like... Okay. I, I've got a couple issues with the match. I mean, the baddie section's one of them. Um, I mean, I don't care about that. But I, I th this should have honestly this should have been like ten seconds. Marina should have had zero issue with Sky Blue, or you have Sky Blue fight back and actually like be a convincing babyface so that people have something to cheer for. But I like I saw people complaining that like Marina Shafir wasn't taunting the crowd and shit like that. But that's the thing. Marina's not supposed to be a heel. Because she's up against Jade. Yeah. It's, it's And also at the same time, like that's not her character really. It's like her character is not really focused like her her character's not focused on anything but you know, it's like a kill and destroy kind of thing. That's it. But but here here's like me trying to explain the, the bad crowd reaction. Yeah, no, I I okay. Like Marina like they 
it's a tough situation that they booked themselves into because Marina is not somebody who, like, yeah, she's a good opposing force for Jade, like, just, you know, on paper. Um, mm -hmm. But you're not going to get any crowd reaction from Marina, especially with her presentation, because she's not a baby face. She's not. Somebody like... Um, uh, Thunder Rosa would be a better candidate. She it she can't be, but right. somebody who's a very clear babyface. Um, and I I also don't think Marina is in a good spot herself because she's kind of just like a tweener, and starting off a tweener is not really where you want to be because the crowd's not going to cheer for you. And you're not gonna I think also I think the problem also is that like I don't think I, I so I think my problem right now with Marina is simply that I don't know I guess this is sort of what you're saying. I don't know what her vibe is, and by that I mean like I get what her vibe is in terms of like her gimmick. But she's not all elite. Mm -hmm. um, she has this random feud with Jade. But also, like, if I think if she were all elite, then I would actually be more like, okay, like, she's here to stay. Like, I'm going to get invested in this. But because yeah. I don't know if she's here to stay, I'm just kind of like, and do I get used to you? Do I not get used to you? Like, I think another thing that they need to do is have her interact with Jade, because she has not at all. Oh, yeah. She needs to, like, attack Jade. She needs to make Jade fear her, or have, like, a face-off, a stare-down, attack fucking Mark Sterling. Like, they need to have some kind of face-to-face -face interaction. And, because that's, uh, that's, is that Rampage, or is that Battle of the Belts? I think it's Battle of the Belt. I think it's Battle of the Belt. Let me see. Jade Cargill versus Marina. There. Um. Uh, let's see. Marina Shafir, but when? When? Apparently, Marina Shafir is 4-0 right now in EW. Oh. I guess 5-0 now. Um, there's no date officially set for their match as of uh, April 12th, which I think was yesterday. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I have no clue. But, yeah, they need to have some kind of interaction. Yeah. So, and next we had an interview from Hook. Um, but Mark Sterling and Tony Nese immediately walk in. And Tony Nese is basically like, they could be interviewing the hottest free agent, yada, yada, yada. But they'd rather interview someone who was handed their success. 
And then Hook stands up and scares him away. Danhausen appears in a trash can. Oh no, not a trash can. He just appears in like a. What was he wearing? What was Danhausen wearing? It was weird. Like it was like a bathing suit. He was suit? wearing like a. It wasn't a bathing suit. It was just kind of like a. Leisure suit? A men's romper. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Uh, he tries to curse Hook again, but uh, Hook just overhead tosses a medicine ball at uh, at Danhausen. Yeah. Bless him. Yeah. And then it was also said that Hook is going to have his dynamite debut against Tony Nese, I think. Um, so then we get a promo from Men of the Year. Um, Ethan Page says Sammy had the nerve to say, see what we do next. Dan Lambert says the most obnoxious couple in AEW are still here. And then Scorpio says, Sammy, you desecrated our car and you still didn't get the match you wanted. At Battle of the Belts, the only thing getting bigger is my winning streak. I just need this feud to be over. I, this is so bad. Sam I want Dan Lambert to be done. I need, I need Sammy and Ty to also be done. I need Ethan and Scorpio to... They gotta split up, to be honest. They don't need each other. And they would be just fine on their own. Yeah. I'm... Uh, I don't know. It's, it's a very frustrating situation. Yeah. They gotta turn Sammy and Ty heel, also. Um... So then we had Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks versus Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. Super yes. fun match. Yeah. Um, so Ricky's in first, but Ricky wants out immediately. Um, and it's against Swerve, so even against Swerve, he's like, nah. Um, so Hobbs gets in, he hits a shoulder tackle to Swerve, and then a fallaway slam before staring at Keith for a little bit. Um, once Ricky gets in, he successfully gets swerved down to the ground. Um, but he gets hit with, like, basically what I can only describe as, like, a sitting Hurricane Rana and um, a dropkick. Ricky then gets in, um, or Ricky is in. Um, it's, it's him again. Ooh, I like talking. <laughs> um, it's Ricky against Keith. Um, it's not that for very long, though, which I thought was kind of shocking. Swerve got in for, like, a minute, though. And we got what we the one interaction we really needed, which was Swerve holding Ricky back while Keith hits him with the fucking bear paws. Mm -hmm. Oh, looks like it fucking the hurt. chest. I just the human body was only meant to endure so much. <laughs> um. So Keith ends up disposing of um. Hobbs, um, and then Swerve moonsaults off of his chest onto Hobbs and uh, Ricky. Um, Keith then headbutts Stark. Um, we get a spear to Swerve from Starks, and then a humongous Canadian destroyer Swerve. Um, then we get like a weird thing where like Swerve can't tag out, but then he does like five seconds later, and it's like, oh, there wasn't that much concern there. Um, Swerve then basically like 
puts Ricky in like a torture rack right into the body of Keith, like just kind of fucking tosses him. Um, Hobbs ends up getting in. We get some meaty men slapping meat for seconds. Um, and then Ricky tags out. Um, and then Taz comes out. Um, Ricky attempts the Rochambeau to Lee, but he can't quite lift Lee. Um, Hobbs is then taken off the apron. However, Hobbs takes Swerve off the top as he goes for the Doomsday de- um, for a Doomsday device. I think um, he didn't successfully execute it, so we don't know. Um, then Swerve fights Hobbs off while Ricky attempts the Tornado DDT on Lee. It obviously does not work. Um, we then get Hobbs versus Lee. Keith lifts Hobbs like he is a baby. Which, like, it was, like, second nature. Like, he didn't even have to, like, kind of, like, struggle with it. He just kind of tossed him up on his shoulders. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. <laughs> um, Hobbs fights down, but still fucking, like, okay. Um, and then as Lee goes off the ropes, um, Taz grabs his leg. Um, Hobbs manages. Taz, like, barely grabs his leg. It was kind of like a, a Ric Flair, Peyton, or Ch- Chelsea, Charlotte Flair. Chelsea Flair. Um, I yeah, I don't know what happened there. Um, uh, it just reminded me of like that one time where he was clearly supposed to grab her leg, and then he kind of missed. Taz like sort of missed Lee's leg. Um, doesn't matter. Lee sells it. Hobbs hits him with the spine buster to win. Yeah, yeah, great stuff. Um, and then we have an interview with Thunder Rosa. She says, I am so excited, and then she's interrupted by Vicky Guerrero and Nyla Rose. Nyla says, we got you cake. Uh, um, Vicky said that. And then Nyla says, we're celebrating you having the world's shortest title reign. Thunder says, you're so sweet. Do you think I'm stupid? She throws the cake in Nyla's face. They start brawling, and this whole storyline is kind of stupid. Yeah. 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 I mean, you got two scary women. Two scary ass women. Who could just scare the shit out of each other. And the crowd. Instead, they're throwing cake in each other's face. It's like yep. Charlotte and Tony Storm all over again. God, yeah. I just, I'm tired of seeing uh, Vicky with Nyla. Nyla doesn't need Vicky. Yeah, definitely not. Um, then we had a video package for Adam Cole versus Hangman Page. Then we had, finally, the main event, Samoa Joe versus Minoru Suzuki for the Ring of Honor Television Championship. Which, this match lasted a, a minute. Um, however, half of those minutes were just chops. Just a lot of chops. If you watch the Hiromu Minoru match, um, that was basically the same thing. Um... We get some chops and some forearms. It's a, you know, you check your watch, you wait a couple seconds, you go get a drink. Uh, they're still chopping each other. Uh, Samoa Joe's chest turns purple. Like, Minoru was bleeding a little bit, but Joe's, like, right around here was just welts. Anyways, um, we then get a shoulder tackle to Suzuki, um, but Suzuki gets a triangle on Joe. Um, we go to commercial break. When we come back, we've got like a very loose crawl space on Suzuki and then a knee strike to the chest of Joe. And we go back to the chops for a little bit. 
Um, Minoru tries to put Joe to sleep, but Joe kind of sidewalk slams him. Um, we then go right to a dropkick to the chest of Joe. Um, and Suzuki goes for the gosh style pile driver, but Joe, he can't quite lift him. And Excalibur does make a good point that um, Suzuki has fought uh, sumo wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So like lifting Joe should not be difficult for him. Um, we didn't get to see that, but I'm glad that Excalibur said that because in my head I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I'm sure he could have done that. Um, Joe then splashes Suzuki in the corner, puts him up top, hits him with the Gamangiri, and then we get a muscle buster to Minoru for Joe to win the title. I completely forgot it was for a title, honestly. Did you? I felt very stupid about. Hmm. Um, I just thought it was a fun match that we were having fun doing. Yeah, and that's probably the last time we'll see Suzuki on Dynamite for a while. Yeah. I was hoping... Maybe Suzuki would retain, and then we get some, like, New Japan storylines. But no, it was just a one-time thing. Um, So then, Jay Lethal comes out, because he's been sitting in the crowd this whole time. Uh, He says, just like we promised last week, Joe, we have a special present. And then he opens the gift, slips a finger through, and then flips off Joe. Uh, But then the lights go out. And I was like, oh shit, someone's going to side with Samoa Joe and attack Jay Lethal. Maybe Cesaro. Maybe Johnny Gargano. Neither. It was Satnam Singh. Who, I guess, is a basketball player. I'm not in the demographic for that. Neither of us are. But they shouldn't have. Uh, Apparently. Hmm. Okay. I was going to say, it would have been a lot better had they just not turned off the lights. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like, if he had, like, come through the crowd or something, I would have been like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah, like this seven-foot dude peeking over everyone. Yeah. Um, But apparently he trained with QT Marshall, so... QT Marshall has a good track record. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, then that was, that was Dynamite. They uh Satnam lays out Joe and him, Lethal and um forget the third guy's name. Do you remember? Uh, uh Sanjay Dutt. Sanjay Dutt, that's his name. Uh they stand tall. Um Yeah, Marion, it was a very underwhelming use of the blackout. Ever since, ever since Malachi Black did his blackout, the blackouts had been mm-hmm. had been huge. It's like you're gonna you're gonna give us somebody huge, and I guess they did physically, but not in popularity. Yeah, um, but you know maybe he is popular, and we're just not in that world in the demographic that Tony Khan's looking for. Yeah, eh, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna give it a ch- a chance because I think it's going to be better than um what we get with um WWE mm-hmm. and like their athletes and stuff. So now, one thing we were promised next week is a huge announcement from Tony Khan. What do you think that announcement is? I think it's going to be video game related. Oh, do you? 
Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be signing related. I was gonna say I think it's announcing Ring of Honor's TV deal. Oh, maybe. Because they they haven't said anything about like a, a Ring of Honor program. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe that'd be awesome, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I'm hoping for. Maybe HBO Max would prefer that over like TV. Um, but all right, so that's our recap. You want to talk about the best of the night? Yeah, sure. All right, so promo of the night. Uh, God, what was the promo of the night? It wasn't Thunder Rosa, it wasn't Men of the Year, it wasn't Hook, wasn't MJF and Sean, wasn't House of Black. Wasn't Darby Allen? Wasn't Tony and Jamie? Was you know what? <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> it's JAS arriving on the plane, and then Eddie and Tin Ortiz just fucking <laughs> told you on site. <laughs> I did like that it resulted in Ortiz walking into the match. With the shoes around his neck, saying, I got your shoes. And I was like, you do. I can't argue that. Yeah. That was great. All right. So let's talk about Wrestler of the Night. All right. I'm going to give you three choices. Okay. Ricky Starks, Swerve Strickland, or CM Punk. Swerve. Really? Why Swerve? Yeah. I don't know, because he did the moonsault off of Keith Lee's chest, and I thought that was really cool. I was thinking Punk just because of that quick recovery to turn a botch into something part of the match. Nah. No? Nah. He fucked up. Yeah, but recovered better than most other wrestlers could. Alright, I guess, I guess if you say swerve, I guess we go with swerve. Yeah, I guess those are the rules. Um, so let's talk about match of the night. I think we'll be in agreement for this. Um, as always, go from the worst match to the best match of the night and talk about which one is the match of the night. So, starting off with Worst match of the night, which is a 5 out of 10. I'm skipping over the ones that were under 5 minutes because I'm no longer giving those ratings. Um, so, 5 out of 10, uh, JAS versus Eddie, Santana, and Ortiz. That was, I thought it was a decently fun match. It could have been a lot of fun. Um, but then there was the, you know, the, the bat or the pipe used at the end. And it's definitely like what was needed for the story, especially since Eddie got the win, the clean win over Jericho already. Um, but, you know, as far as the match itself goes, could have done without that. All right, next up with a six out of ten, 
Red Dragon versus Jurassic Express. It was a lot of fun. But yeah. that's it. It was just fun. Yeah. Uh, next, 6 out of 10. CM Punk versus Penta Oscuro. That was fun. Um, I, I love what CM Punk did, even though it was a botch. It was a great recovery. Uh, next, 7 out of 10. Minor, uh, yeah, Minoru Suzuki versus Samoa Joe. I thought it was a lot of fun. Great, you know, great big kaiju moment, it felt like. Um, but it did fall flat in terms of finish. Had it been, like, a longer match, which is weird to say because it was already, like, 11 or so minutes. Maybe even longer. Um, well, hmm. I was just gonna say that. Also, Excalibur was like, "We're gonna stay with this match as long as we need." Yeah. Blah blah. And I was like, "Oh, okay." So like, we're gonna get like a, we're gonna get a fucking match. Yeah. And like, we got a match, but like, could have been a match. Yeah, it wasn't a match. Um. So then finally, my pick for match of the night, and I'm sure it's yours too. Hobbs and Starks versus Keith Lee and Swerve. Yeah. It was a ton of fun, great character moments, great storytelling. And uh, even Taz coming in didn't really sour the match. It, in any other world, it would have been Minoru and Samojo, but mm -hmm. not this time. Yeah, yeah. So... That's our best of the night. Um, you want to answer some questions? Yeah, sure. I'll answer a question. I forgot to say, if you're watching on Twitch and you want to ask us a question, leave it in the chat. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, leave a comment. We'll get to it in the next one. If you're listening on Spotify, join us at twitch.tv forward slash the pinfault podcast to chat with us live. All right, let me check... Uh... Also, that last match, I, I have not reset the timer. It is 11 minutes and 25 seconds, roughly. Okay. Which is pretty short for a match like that. I think Hobbs and Starks and Keith and Swerve was longer. Um, Alright. Let me pull up the YouTube. See what questions we've got. Um, already answered that. Okay. So Milam on YouTube at uh, WrestleMania Post Show asks, uh, it's a binary unfair question, but what gets you more jazzed, a five-star classic wrestling match or a big moment in wrestling, whatever it is? Um, I I prefer a big moment because you could have a classic, a big but you won't really like the classic won't stand tall over time. Um, but the best is when you have a big moment in wrestling that is served inside a wrestling match. So you use the match to tell your story. 
I guess I agree. Um, I prefer big like story beats. Like, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I think like one of my favorite like tropes in like a wrestling match, especially is like that moment where like we're definitely both tired and it's just like two people like yelling at each other. How could you do this to me? <laughs> kind of shit. Yeah. You know, I love that. That's like the stuff that makes me like, oh, mm. oh, we've got a wrestling match. But the big moment is what separates like two two ten out of ten matches. Thunder Rosa versus Athena and Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. One had a big moment inside of it. Bianca winning the big title, having her second WrestleMania moment, and you have that storytelling. Whereas Thunder Rosa and Athena was an, an incredible match, had great storytelling in it, but there wasn't a big moment. It, it won't stand the test of time. I think it kind of also depends for me at least with like the type of match. Mm -hmm. Cause like, I don't know. I'm, I'll be annoying, but with like Zack Sabre Jr. Matches, I don't mind those being like long ass matches. Like I would sit there. I would sit through a full fucking however many minutes, like what they've got 60 minute time limits. Fine. I'll sit there through the whole thing happily. No, but like with like WWE wrestling, I prefer like, I want a story. I want narrative. Now, um, say, say we're comparing a big moment, not in a match. So we're comparing a classic like like Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega, the one that resulted in in time limit draw. Mm-hmm. Compare that to um some big moment that happened outside of a match that was just a big moment. Um like like Triple H Putting like retiring, putting his boots in the ring. Which do you prefer? Yeah, I definitely prefer the big moment outside of the match. Yeah, I think that's just because I've got a horrible attention span. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like once the match hits a certain point in time, like unless it's like somebody that I really love, or it's like somehow like a phenomenal like please never stop wrestling kind of match. Mm-hmm. You know. I've been sitting there. I'm tired. Yeah. And, and like, a big moment is a big moment because it doesn't happen very often. Because it ha- it's, yeah. like, once in a lifetime. And when you experience it, you experience something special. Classics can and have been repeated. Like, how many, how many Okada classics have there been? I mean, just this year, there have been, like, three or four. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, not to say I don't love a good classic. No. Um, so Mariam in chat asked, is there a current athlete in another sport that you think would thrive in wrestling regardless of promotion? Ooh. Or athlete. Um, 
Hmm. Well, Mark, you're you're pretty limited to the Mets. I'm just thinking like other sports, like football players, baseball players, oh. Olympic athletes. I was thinking, um, like, maybe Shohei Otani. Maybe. Um, God. I've got a bunch of answers that probably, like, don't make any sense, but... Mm -hmm. Um... I think, like, there are some people that, like, would they thrive? I don't know. Would I thrive watching them? Absolutely. Um... But I guess for people that would thrive, um, maybe like, I'm trying to like narrow things down in my mind. That's mm -hmm. why this is, there's this one guy in Liverpool who's like super scrawny little dude. Um, his name is Luis Diaz. I bet he would like definitely like be an incredible high flyer. You think so? Just because like he's got like no body weight. So I feel like he'd definitely be able to like get off some like cool flippy shit. Um that said, if I could see DJ LeMayhew, who plays for the Yankees, um, and has about as much personality as this wall back here. <laughs> um I would love to see him in a wrestling ring. I want to see what happens. I feel like he'd be incredible at it, but like in a very like Yoshihashi way where it's like he shouldn't be here, but he is and he's not leaving. So um, that would be incredible to me. Yeah. Um, also, one time he did an interview. My friend was like, he reminds me of you. And I was like, <laughs> I'll take it. Um, also, Marion was also thinking Shohei Otani. Really? Uh, wow, look at you guys. Uh, sync. Does Terry Crews count? <laughs> he's already an actor. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah. So he was, what was he, a football player? Terry Crews? Yeah. I think so. Um, but if we're talking just sports, definitely, definitely Shohei. Um... Uh, I wish I knew more, like, more basketball players um, and Olympic athletes. Um, Football players, even. There was a football player that I yelled at a lot and made fun of during the Super Bowl. The quarterback for that one team. For the Bengals. I think he'd be interesting. Okay. I don't know. Mostly because I thought he was fun to yell at. I don't either. Um, I'm trying to think. I think. Um, oh God, who am I thinking of right now? I don't know. I can't think of anybody on the Mets that would be good. I'm trying to think of like teams I'm familiar with. Um. Oh, I'm, what is the name of that dude? Um, he, the 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 football player who was in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, Rosa had a crush on him. 
Um, what was his name? What was his name? Marshawn Lynch. He'd be a good. He'd be good in wrestling. <laughs> I don't know if he's Dude. been in shit recently, like like in in trouble, but. Um, no, I think Marshawn Lynch is like a really good guy. I could be totally wrong though. Okay. Um, I know about as much about football as uh the cat does. In fact, she might know more than I do. No, yeah, I think he's like a really decent person. Okay. He's also starring in a comedy. So yeah, it looks like he's got some acting chops. So I'll say Marshawn Lynch. Apparently he eats Skittles during like football games. Okay. Oh my God. (laughs) That's that's bad enough. Apparently Marshawn Lynch was in Westworld. One of his, sorry, one of the things in his personal life section on Wikipedia Mm -hmm. is Lynch also has an affinity for purchasing. Oh, Oh, I'm fucking stupid. I only read the line that says for purchasing grills. And I was like, ah, grilling. (laughs) No, like the teeth grills. (laughs) I'm stupid. Uh, I was like, yeah, you know what? You can never do enough grilling. Sure. Well, that's all the questions we have. Wait, I've got a question for you. Oh, do you? Okay. Yes. Um, in honor of the baseball season starting, because mm-hmm. this is kind of different from a wrestling walkout. What would your walkout song be when you go up to bat? Oh. Because um... you can use anything. I know what mine would be. What would yours be? Give me an idea. I would do a Clint Frazier. I'd do a twofer. So I'd have two songs. Okay. Because Clint Frazier used to have mm, What You Say as one of his. And I thought the funniest fucking thing that I've ever heard. Um, bless his soul. Hope he's doing fine. Um, that said, my walkout songs would be very clearly. Oh, wait. Mm, well, no. Maybe. Mm, I don't know. Um. <laughs> Boys of Summer by Don Henley is one of them. Uh-huh. Okay. And then I want you to pick. No, because you won't pick the right. Um, and then we'll do Rockstar by Nickel. I want it to be trash. Okay. All right. Um, That's where I'm at. I'm going to do. T- I have thought about this a lot. I'm going to do two. But one's going to play when I walk out and one's going to play if I strike out. Sorry, when I started. Okay, so sort of like Clint Frazier had with what you say. So the one I the one I walk out to is How Dare You Want More by the Bleachers. Okay. And the one that I um walk back from or walk back to after I strike out is um oh what what is the name of that song? Um, in the arms of an angel by Sarah McLaughlin. What a catch, Donnie by Fall Out Boy. <laughs> wait, wait, that's that. <laughs> that'd be funny. No, that should play when you get a fly out, dude. 
When you pop up and you get out. Whenever I get out, that's what plays. I could be tagged out. I could I could get a fly out, whatever. The idea of hearing what a catch <laughs> sung out after somebody has caught your fly ball. Genius. <laughs> yeah. That's, God. That's it. No, my strikeout song would absolutely be in the arms of an angel. By okay. Okay. I want that to play as I walk back and I'm like beating myself up mentally. Mm. Gotcha. All right. That's all the questions we have. Do you want to close out the show? If you join us tonight, thank you so much. And if you join us in the future, thank you so much. Um, hopefully I put this on Spotify sometime before next week. Um, if you care about me at all what? um pray that the yankees start doing better um please tune in tomorrow when we will be doing our impact show and, um, and we will actually be talking about new impact content and we'll be doing our predictions for new japan's windy city riot and we'll be doing our predictions um for windy city riot it'll be super fun i'll be here um and it will be like will super be? fucking hot apparently yeah, I think so. I was actually, I, was, I scheduled it, so. Oh, okay. Oh, do you not? Yeah, I mean, you're going to be here, no. I might not be. Okay, can the cat fill in? No, I mean, she's coming with me. You're going to have to do this on your own. All right. It's the Liz show. Uh, but yeah, tomorrow we'll be doing our Impact Post show, which will have predictions for Windy City Riot. Saturday will be our Windy City Riot recap right after it's over. And then Sunday we will have our WWE 2K22 uh, Battle of the Brands Money in the Bank. And then we'll be back on Tuesday for our regular 2K22 stream. Alright, thank you all so much for watching. Follow and subscribe. Uh, all of our stuff is the Pinfall Podcast. That's YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Spotify. I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eliza Elaine two three, and we'll see you all tomorrow for Impact. Have a great rest of your night. The pitch com is the worst thing that's ever happened to baseball. We'll see you then. Bye bye. <laughs>